Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast with Nicolene Peck. Improving your life, uniting your family, changing the world. Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. I'm Nicolene Peck and I'm joined here with my daughter, Paige Baumert. Hi, Paige. Hello. Paige, what are we talking about today? Um, obviously we're talking about just games because we talked about just books recently. Yes, we did. And this time it's just games. We're going to share some of our recommendations on great games you can play with the family. And this is part three of a four part series of my recommendations on books games and movies. So the next podcast is going to be all about movies, some of our favorites. So stay tuned for that when it comes out. All right, Paige, we love games as a family. I mean, we seriously play games all the time. Mm-hmm. And there is hardly a holiday that goes by that somebody doesn't get games, some sort of a new <laughs> game. In fact, I just bought two new games just the other day. And I was like, what am I doing? The children don't even live at home anymore, but I'm just still going crazy. <laughs> but on we games. Miss it. It's okay. But I just love games. We love finding new games to play. So fun. We've played all kinds of things. The train games, like, uh, what's the ones about the trains, the ticket to ride. Yeah. Ticket to ride. Yeah. Games. We have played the settlers of Catan games. We've played all the different games, like the big games, the little games, everything from Uno and Slapjack and, you know, jacks and marbles to, and tic-tac-toe, all the easy stuff to all the really time consuming stuff like risk and everything else. But we want to share with you some of our favorites and some of the reasons why today. And I think what we're going to do is we're going to start with the little tiny children. So let's start with the teenies (laughs) and some of the fun things that you can do with little children and some of the must have games there. And then we will talk about the games that are just good for nearly everybody else. Okay. So I don't think we can do a thing about games without mentioning one of my favorites, which is Twister. So mm. anybody can play Twister, honestly. All the littles, they love there's it. There's so many different variations you can do too. Oh, yes, absolutely. So when a person plays Twister, they just have to know their colors and their rights and their lefts. And if they don't know their rights and their lefts or their colors, it just makes it more fun. Yeah. So it's all good. Because <laughs> so- <laughs> then they just start putting hands and feet places everywhere and they just (laughs) feel like they've done it right and it's all good so this is a great little child game we've played it in different languages to learn our our colors and our rights and our lefts we've done all kinds of things with the game twister so super fun not just a party game but should be for the family on a regular basis i think that Mm -hmm. we have like three different versions of that game oh yeah no if you want to amp it up uh, especially if you're like older kids um, you can do water twister, so have it outside and spray water on it. Mm, you can even be slipping can, and falling, right? You can even add soap to the mix, mm. and then you can also cover each dot with a corresponding food item that you have to put your hand or foot in. Oof, ouchie, pudding. So, like, I'm just thinking pudding or mustard or relish, and yeah. So this is where, this is where we 
dress in bad clothes and we are going to get dirty because we are, we are putting (laughs) our hands in food. And then when we happen to just accidentally fall on everybody else or all over the place, then yeah. Or you could do finger paint, finger paint another one too. We ended up in a massive food mess. Um, whenever dad works the spinner, he always has a tendency to cheat. <laughs> he he looks saying, at the, he looks at the, uh, the playing board and sees what havoc he can wreck. Yeah. What would be the hardest thing to do? Oh, I think I'll there. just spin it to there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a little bit of a cheater on it, but that is a super fun game. Okay. So that, that one's fun for little ones. Uh, none, another one of my favorite games for little ones is guess who. Mm. It's so oh. simple. Okay. It's so and, fun. and I have to say, it's not just for little ones. Like everyone should own the game. Guess who? I don't know what it is about that game, but it's so addicting to play. <laughs> You're trying to figure out, well, are they bald? Yes. Are they, do they have glasses? Yes. And you're trying to figure out all the different things about the people. So much fun on guess who, and this teaches children to categorize things. Oh, okay. The brown haired, the red haired that, you know, cause they can make the categories. The with glasses. Exactly. The people with facial hair, you know, all that kind of stuff that people with blue eyes, brown eyes, all that kind of stuff. And they can <laughs> categorize all the different things, which is a really a lot of fun for them, especially for young children that goes right along with their developmental levels where they're trying to discern things and that kind of thing too. Yeah. So Ah, so many fun things. Okay. What else for little ones? What about headbands? Headbands is fun. That's a a guessing game. So I guess similar to guess who, um, but you have something on your head that you have to try and guess with people describing it to you, but not saying what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or you asking questions about it. Yeah. You have to ask, well, am I an animal? No. Am I an inanimate object. Yes. <laughs> Am, Am I, I a vibrant color? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do I make noise? You know, stuff like that. It is. It's just kind of like the reserve, the reverse. You're trying to figure, figure out who you are instead of figuring out right. who they are, but it is fun to wear the headbands. I must say super fun. Another game from my past is hungry hippos. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody should play that at least once, or in our case, it was hungry frogs because it was some weird knockoff brand, but <laughs> why true. not gobble marbles with I feel like it was more durable than the hippos though. Yeah. I actually think so. Cause it's still going. Yeah. It is, uh, we're out of marbles. We've lost most of the, yeah, so we've lost most of the frog food, but that's, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still going strong. We just got to put, we just got to find more froggy food. Yeah, super good. Another great one for littles is operation teaches dexterity, which is fun and it buzzes and who doesn't love the little surprise (laughs) buzz. So another one that's easy is shoots and ladders. That one's, you know, just go along spaces up and down. Oh, so yeah. And Candyland. Oh, yeah. Candyland. That's another oldie, but a goodie or hi-ho cheerio where you spin it and you take the cherries off the tree. Those are all just these old classic games that 
really you should be playing with little children. And, and if you're old and you want to play them too, then just go for it. I could totally see me and dad on a date night going, let's play hi-ho cheerio. Like just for fun. I mean, <laughs> why not? I mean, I would play guess who for sure. So mm-hmm. why not hi-ho cheerio? Um, so those are super fun ones. They can also, when they're young, learn, sorry, pretty easy. That's another classic game. The game, sorry, that is like our dad's favorite game. <laughs> oh my word. He loves sorry. I don't know how many times he, it was like, let's play a game. And all of a sudden everyone's playing sorry, because that is Spencer's favorite game <laughs> and you couldn't spell yet. And he liked Scrabble, but nobody was at spelling level yet. So he would just break out the sorry for all the little ones. That's true. Now, one of my favorite games to play with little children, which maybe you don't think of is actually Mancala. So I love Mancala. So there's these little marble type things in there. These little, um, they're kind of flattened out marbles in our set. Marbles, yeah. Yeah. And it's a wooden board and it has little dishes in it. And you try to, and you fill up a certain amount in each dish and you, ha- and you can only move. I think it's one in- marble per dish. Yeah. And you have to move them in certain patterns in order to get them into the end dish. And so, and so you, well, you pick up a whole dish of them and then you put one in each marble till you get to the end, right. Or or one marble in each little hole until you get to the end. And so you have to try to figure out and then, and then you work around the board. So you're going to drop one in yours and you're going to drop one in the other side of the boards too. So you're trying to fill up the other person's while emptying yours. And as soon as you can get yours empty, then you say Mancala and you won. And well, you didn't win. The game is over. Once one person's out. <laughs> I say whoever has the most flat marbles in their little home dish, deck dish then yeah. they win. So you try not to ever have to put them in the other person's. That is a key strategy. You want them all to end in yours. And, but you also want to penalize them by putting some on their side sometimes. So anyway, it's just fun. It's a good little strategy game. And it's something that doesn't require a lot of academic know-how. It's just simple problem solving. And even if you don't problem solve it, you can just pick them up and do it, you know? So any little child can play it, which is super fun anyway. And so then uh, another one that with, um, little manipulatives is Jenga or tumbling tower, um, same game there. And that's the one with the blocks where you pull it out and you try not to make the tower fall, which is super fun too. So, you know, definitely play that. You can start your children playing chess and games like Yahtzee where they roll the dice and stuff younger than you might imagine. I remember playing Yahtzee with Quinn when he was four years old and playing chess with Quinn when he was four years old, he really, really loved games. So my oldest son really really loved games, honestly. So, um, you know, if you've got one that just really gets into problem solving and games start on a lot of the things early, it just makes all kinds of fun. Now, Uno is a fun game that you can play. We'll probably talk again about that when it gets to older children, but, but for the young children, bring out Uno cause it's got the colors and the numbers and all the things so that they can start learning them. We've played it with different languages and that kind of things. It's all kinds of fun too. So, so many things, uh, pickup sticks, all just the old things, but you know, what's really, really fun. The really tiny ones is beanbag toss. So I made a board when my children were little and I made it look like a garden 
And, you know, there were certain points for certain holes that they could, you know, plant their little seed in as they were throwing the beanbag game, you know, or cornhole, some of those outside games, lawn darts or throwing the lawn things, um, horseshoes, those are, and there's, you know, children versions of all that, of course, marbles, a lot of those just classic games. Those are the best to play with little children. Now there's a game that we invented and this was a game that we did for a school thing because I, I wanted to teach the children about money and economics and, and business and stuff. And we had read The Toothpaste Millionaire, which we talked about in the last podcast, and I wanted them to learn how to write checks. Now, I know that people hardly ever write checks anymore. That's just hardly even part of our culture. But I, I felt like it's a part of I still do. Literacy. That's how I pay rent. There you go. See, and it's a part of cultural literacy. So I wanted to make sure my children learned how to write checks. So we made a game and we called it checkbooks or sometimes we called it store anyway, but I made everyone, all of the children, their own checkbook and gave them a checkbook register. And then we all had businesses. Some people drove buses around the town, which was basically chairs set up in a bus configuration in the house. Um, some people ran a cafe, usually mom, cause they wanted me to run the cafe cause I was the best cook anyway. So I would run the cafe. Some people ran banks, some people ran grocery stores, some people ran all different kinds of things. And we would do the pretend thing where everybody is part of the town. And we did that right in our house. Why not? Why not set up a little store with your own little, you know, stuff out of your pantry and people are going and shopping in it, you know, and then of course you have to put it all back later, but it's so much much fun. Firemen, policemen pulling over the bus driver, all that kind of stuff. And really no one's rolling anywhere because you're all in chairs, but it's super fun. It's super fun. Little children love that kind of make-believe and, and really it's the parents that teach their children how to make believe and pretend. And if you never do that kind of thing, they just don't learn it. They just learn to be entertained instead. So keep that in mind as you are playing with the children. So here's a fun game that is a fairly new game, but it was invented by a six-year-old and that game is we have found it to be really fun. We play as adults and we like it. I mean, the pictures are kind of kid-like, but it's super (laughs) cute and it's called Sleeping Queens. Yeah, that one's really fun. I know you introduced it to us uh, a little bit ago and I had been introduced to it by some people that I babysat every now and then, but it's so fun because you've got, you know, these, these cards that are face down in the middle of the playing area and those are your queens. And so every time you have a, a king in your in your hand, like you draw from the deck or it's in your hand, you can play it and pick a queen. And there's obviously queens that are preferred and you can't have the cat queen and the dog queen at the same time. That's just mm-hmm. a no bueno. I love the pancake queen. She's got like pancakes on her hips, like big yes. bustles on her, on her skirt. Yes. <laughs> yes. They're, they're, they're... But the hard queen is the best because she's worth 20 points. It's just true. They're all worth different points. So, mm-hmm. and you've got like the rainbow queen and um, but the, you've got the bubble king, the chess king. It's just, it's really silly and cute. Mm-hmm. But and, anyway, it's fun. So. and there's math in it too. Cause you can mm-hmm. like add up the cards, like three plus three is six and you could play three cards, you know, and then you can get three new cards. Anyway, we won't tell you the whole thing, but it's just super fun. And it's a short game. It's short. Everyone can play it. You don't have to know a ton, just basic addition. If you want to do the addition, mm-hmm. if you, even if you didn't know addition, you could play it without the addition by just matching cards, which also works. So really, um, 
super easy game invented at night by a couple of sisters. One of them was six years old and it has turned into this big thing that everybody plays all over. Speaking of new games, there is one we love and it is crazy. In fact, you got to be careful. You might give yourself a headache. Uh, What is that? (laughs) What is that game page? This one is called taco cat goat cheese pizza. And um, from what I hear, people fall in love over this game too. I actually have a couple of friends who um, they did that on their first date and they are now married and expecting their first child. So (laughs) so it's been out at least that long. Yes. Yes. But um, it's, it's kind of crazy. It gets, it's kind of fast paced. So the premise is you say the words taco, cat, goat, cheese, pizza in that order. And each person, you know, plays a game from the top of their deck. They can't see what it is. And if the card corresponds with what you say, then, you know, you have to slap the deck and it's basically like slapjack and the last person has to pick up the pile, but there are special cards. Um, you have, I think there's, there's a narwhal. That's our favorite. And so oh, this that's is where, where I have- get into trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I bonk so narwhal, my head. Yeah. You have to put your, you have to clap your hands above your head and put them on your forehead like a narwhal. And like then the there's, yeah. yeah. And isn't there um, a gorilla? There's a gorilla. You have to hit your chest. Yeah. Gorilla. Yeah. And then I think there's one more. It's like a gopher or something and you hit the, or chipmunk or something, something like that. Anyway, you hit the counter. Like, but yeah, so special action cards, <laughs> we've resorted to just doing all three whenever a special card comes up. Cause you can't think you can't think the stress of it. It goes so fast. Yeah. And in, unless oh, you're so London who can always think fast, Ugh. all the rest of us are like, ah, panic. Ah. But, but yeah. Anyway. So this, this is one that you, it gets noisy. It's fast. Oh, it's um, silly. People are saying they're, they're laughing like crazy. Yeah, oh yeah. It's a crazy oh yeah. Game. But make sure you remove all the hand jewelry. <laughs> Oh yes, that's good advice. Because it will hurt others and yourself. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed with that. Oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. Okay, so here's another game. Maybe you've not thought about playing with little children, but it works pretty good. It's called Wits and Wagers. This game mm-hmm. came out years ago, and that's and how we you, play poker. I was gonna say, if you don't like the look of a game that looks like gambling, <laughs> then don't play this game. We are not a gambling family, and so we don't we don't do any gambling. We're, you're not gonna find us at Vegas doing anything there. <laughs> but um, and we don't even. I mean, the only the only reason I ever taught my children poker was just for cultural awareness. Like, okay, just so you hey, know, poker. this is these are the hands that might win at a game called poker. You know, I mean, I mean, it's just like nothing, you know, nothing major. Yeah, get out the pennies. Let's do something with it. Like that's really all we've ever done. So we're not a gambling family, but there is this game, and it has a green mat that's like the the felt. You know, the gambling felt. <laughs> but basically, what you do is everybody reads a question. Well, some, everybody takes turns reading these questions and you it's read like questions historical like, things. Yeah, it is. It's like how historical random facts. Yeah. What year did sticky notes get invented? Like post-it notes, right? Okay, like, what year know. did post-it notes get invented? So that everyone's like, ah, I don't know. And they're all guessing. And somebody's like 1900. And then somebody's <laughs> like 1853. And some of us that have been around for a while are like, uh, no, 19 you know, 66 or whatever. Anyway, <laughs> and so, 
And so, you know, everybody's making their guess. And then you line them up on the board and then every person has these two chips and you put them down to, to guess what your you top two guesses your are. Yeah, we call it placing your bets. But here's the thing. As long as a child can write a number or tell someone what number they want to write, they could say, I want to write the number 12. Okay, so in the year 12, post-it notes were invented, whatever. <laughs> sure. And they can put it on the board. It doesn't matter. So any can play this game whether they really know what's going on or not it just makes it fun to see if anyone will vote for their thing or they get to decide what to vote for you know and no big deal and you can earn these little chips and at the end you can count the chips but i don't even care about the chips as much as just like the questions are so interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. oh that really i think the version we have the questions might be a little outdated but um, well, I mean, it's, it's an still older fun. game, but we love it. I love trivia type games. And so it's basically like this trivia game that everybody can kind of get in on. It's like everyone yeah. uses the trivia question. And I think you know, that reminds fun. me of Trivial Pursuit. That's an older one, too. Oh, yeah. And oh, well, of course, there's other games related to, to trivia and vocabulary like Pictionary and categories and oh my goodness there's just so many taboo um all things related to trivia and words and what you know about those kinds of things which are super fun games to use okay so let's see what about knock your socks off page this was a game i learned from a magazine years ago oh, so you talk us i thought you made us, it up i did not make it up myself i learned it from a magazine but we've been playing it forever and i've never met anybody else who plays it so i might as well have made it up but no i didn't i cannot take credit for that <laughs> I do not know who made it up. So um, how about you talk us through knock your socks off? Yes. So and any knock- age can play it, but the little ones love it too. Yes. So knock your socks off is an outdoor game. I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be outdoor, but uh, you lay out a blanket and um, the blanket is your boundaries. So on this blanket, you have two people. And they start at opposite corners of the blanket. So the whole goal of this game is to get your opponent's socks off of their feet while protecting your socks on your feet. And you can't go off the blanket. Exactly. And you have to stay so like it's, on your it's knees. It's kind of like a wrestling yeah. match, but no. It totally is. Yeah. <laughs> and it's okay to have three people on the blanket if it's two against dad. It's true. <laughs> so we learned very quickly that we always kept one pair of very, very high socks so that <laughs> it was harder to get completely off the foot tight high socks you yes. just try to get these off We'd be, <laughs> we would say oh let's play knock your socks off everyone disappears to their room to get our they socks come back with these massive long socks i'm like okay i guess we're ready here we go <laughs> like the fighting clothes you know or whatever Yes, the ones that go over the knees, socks that go very high. (laughs) Oh, I so love it. So love it. All right. There's a lot of basketball games we play, like Poison, like Speed, um, or some people call it Tornado, where you play the two balls. Or I think it's Lightning. Okay, see, it's got lots of names. It has lots of different names. Yeah. Um, So, and we play, and Poison, where you try to shoot before the other person and get them. well, if they, if you miss and then you hit poison and everybody has to freeze and all that kind of stuff. And so you can play, play like games rules online. Yeah, we can, we played basketball games. We've played four square out in the yard. We've done hopscotch, um, dodgeball, all the different kind of yard things. We live in a cul-de-sac, so we've done all kinds of crazy things over the years. Kickball. We love all the outdoor games that you can play together. You know, it's a really fun outdoor game that we love to play lately that we've really gotten into is pickleball. 
pickleball is so much fun. So yeah, that one is not basketball. No, no, it's more like tail tennis, but on a tennis court, but not as big, but easy. It's it's like tennis and racquetball and ping pong. Yeah. Rolled into one. Kind of all together. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's a really fun game and anyone can play. It's a little slower pace, which I like. Now that I'm a little bit older, it's kind of fun. You can play with grandma and grandpa, that kind of thing, which is really fun. Other outside games that we played, and this is a game that actually me and my friends made up years ago. It was called Monkey Goes to Court. And for Monkey Goes to Court, this is an outside game. So what you do is you walk around the house or some area where there's like an obstacle kind of in the middle and you walk around. Yeah, you walk around the perimeter and we usually just walked around our house and there's one person who's it. And there's one place that's called court, which is usually like the front porch. And the court, if you get sent to court, you have to stay there unless somebody who's free comes and tags you and then you can be free. But we all start out in a line following behind it, whoever is it, okay? <laughs> and, and the person who's it walks in a line and if they see somebody, they say, hey, they don't have to tag you. They just say, Paige, go to court. And so if they see you, they say, you have to go to court and then you have to, you have to go there. So, um, so as they're walking around, they can never look behind themselves. Everyone follows in line and they all just ditch off and hide at different times. Okay. It's gotta be strategic though. You do. And you gotta be quiet because they cannot turn to look if anybody's back behind them, except for on the corners of the house. So four times when they go around a corner, they can look over their shoulder to see if anyone's there. And then finally, when the whole line of people is gone and they've hidden or they've run out of the line somehow, then they can just start walking around, finding people and sending them to court. And once they get everybody in the court, the first person that had to go to the court has to stay there. But if people who are free come by and free people in the court, then you got to go and find more people again. So it's like (laughs) hide and seek. And kind of tag, but you don't have to tag anybody. So you don't really have to run around. You just have to see who they are and say, hey, go to court. As soon as you see them, you can send them to court. So it can happen really fast or sometimes the game can draw out forever, but it is so much fun. fun. And so it's just a great night game if you want to play night games. Oh yeah, that makes makes hiding even harder or easier for the hiders, but for the person, it makes it a little harder. Okay. Speaking of games that we've made up page, we do tons of drama games. There's actually, um, a book. I say you have a whole book full of drama games. Oh, I have that you used when we did our homeschool plays and stuff. I have a book full of drama games. I also have a book full of like experiential type games. I, we have just done so many different things over the years because I love games. I love, um, problem solving stuff. 